Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today is a very special guest by the name of Vanessa Alfaro, and y'all are in for a treat for all those married women out there or married people in general. So let me tell you a little bit more about Vanessa. Vanessa turned her rageful, traumatic upbringing into what inspires her to do what she does today. While she was once ashamed of her rage, she now believes anger and rage are opportunities for deep transformational healing. She developed a revolutionary process that changed and saved her life. The anger algorithm. It was the solution to releasing the bottled up rage she'd been carrying throughout her life and for years in her marriage. Her transformational results led her to work with anger and communication. She has been a coach for 10 plus years and uses the anger algorithm to help married women relieve bottle up anger so they can skillfully navigate conflict and have empowered conversations. And women, I'm going to say I'm not new to it. I'm true to it. We do get angry at times when it comes to marriage. And if you are that woman out there that says you never get angry, I want to ask you, are you really looking in the mirror and are you being truthful with yourself? Because even the smallest minute things can make you angry. But without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind the anger algorithm, Vanessa Alfaro. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really honored and appreciative to be here with you and to talk about my work and to share my work because I know it's powerful work that's much needed. Yes, and I can't wait to learn all this goodies with the audience. But before we dive into the work, I want to give you a chance to connect with the audience and the audience to connect with you during the connection segment. So we can do one or one or two things. We could do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Rapid fire, I'm gonna do it. Let's do it. And as Nike says, just do it. Okay, so here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Vanessa and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question numero uno. What is your happy place? Oh, uh, the Botanical Gardens in San Francisco, Golden Gate Park. Love it. Question two. Would you rather drink coffee, drink some tea, or go big and have a shot of vodka? (laughs) Um, It depends. But usually my go-to in the morning is a big cup of green tea. Ooh, Yes. Question three, if you could have a lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Dinner with Prince and Queen Elizabeth. Ooh, okay. Purple rain and the queen. Question four, you get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? Three acts of kindness? Yes, for you to do for someone else. Oh, uh, support them, 
on a call. So if they need my help with something, absolutely. They're welcome to get on a call with me. Uh, be grateful, send gratitude to the ones I love and my life. Make sure I do that every day. And then another act of kindness, share my wisdom. And five, what is one word to describe you? Intense. Question six, favorite food? Avocado. Question seven, would you rather a dream car, dream home, or who says you can't have it both? Both. All and more. <laughs> I love that. We're going big, y'all. Question seven. Keep me honest here, right? But that's around seven, right? Yes. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world and money was no option. However, you just discovered that they're not flying back to your home base for about maybe three weeks. Where are you headed? Ooh, um, I'd say the Sahara. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question eight. What is one quote, one mantra that you live by? Right now, I love you. Oh, yes. Question nine. Here we go. You just won the lottery. Cha -cha -cha -cha. Money ain't a thing. However, in order to get all your proceeds, you must first donate to three charities of your choice. What charities are you donating to? Oh, definitely my alma maters. Um, Nonviolent communication. Much of my work is rooted and founded in that. And then uh, any any charity that supports women and children who are in abusive uh, households and violent environments. Love it. And so audience, I hope you're now able to see where Vanessa is rooted in her heartstrings and sentiment. Now 10, it is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'm down to play. Let's play. Let's play. Okay, so you sound like a woman that loves music. So the vibes are right. You're cruising down San Fran and you're blasting your music. What are you listening to? Uh, probably some house music, particularly right now, Carl Craig. I love his sets. They're so fun and danceable and uh, talk about energy. Yes, Detroit techno. <laughs> I love it, y'all. And we're not going to do it on this segment, but maybe when Vanessa comes back, we're going to have her sing some of that music that she's rocking out to. But that concludes the connection part of the segment. Now we're going to dive into the work that Vanessa currently does, which is marriage, releasing bottled up anger, and just having those empowered conversations where you do feel seen and heard in your marriage and you're not hitting below the belt because Let's be honest, words do hurt and we want you to talk to your husband or talk to your spouse or your partner, not take them out, if you know what I mean. So Vanessa, let's talk about you launching the anger algorithm. What was your breakdown to make up story behind this? Right. And so, you know, 
I grew up in a hostile, violent environment and rage was this thing that I never wanted to feel. And yet I actually used it as a way to protect myself. And I fought back. I fought back in my family. So when I became a teenager and there was an adult who got in my face or said something cruel, I was quick to respond because I just wasn't having it. So this, you know, there was, I, I had this rage in me and, and um, I also didn't want to act and behave that way. So I did a lot, a lot of work to suppress it. Inevitably though, it would come out violently and destructively in some sort of intimate relationship until I just couldn't take it anymore and I was done. So in my early 20s, I set out on my spiritual healing journey, which I've been on my entire life, I feel like. But when I turned, um, I think it was around 23, 24, it was time. So, so on my spiritual healing journey, I've had to work with my rage and my anger. And, you know, I've tried, I tried it all meditation, breathing, exercising, dancing, all of it, workshops, you name it. I tried it all. And what happened was in my marriage, and it was something I had to work on at the beginning of my marriage, because my husband, he was like, I'm not, I don't want to deal with this. I love you. And we got to work on this. So I worked on it in my marriage, but I noticed years later that, you know, I had come down with an autoimmune disease. I was extremely exhausted. And I could just feel in my body, I am holding back in my life. And there has to be a way. And it just occurred to me, like, what am I holding back here? And I just noticed, like, I am, I continue to suppress my anger and rage and it is, it's affecting me. And this doesn't make any sense because if animals, nature, nature can be extremely violent. Like there has to be a way to express this wild energy, energy in me that's very real, that's affecting my body. But there has to be a way to do it in a really healthy, conscious, to, to take a healthy and conscious approach without destroying him <laughs> and without destroying like us and, and myself. And because I, after my rageful outbursts, burst, of course, I would feel a lot of regret. So I researched and I searched and I developed the anger algorithm. And that, and, and as soon as I developed that, I, I thought, this is it. This is the answer. This is the solution. This is going to turn anger management on its head. And I have to share this. I have to share this. I, I love that because... You know, rage, what people don't realize about rage, anger, it does turn into resentment, guilt, shame, remorse, and et cetera. And this person that you stood in front of, whether it was in a church, a courthouse, on the beach, or wherever you tied the knot, you forget those vows that you said to each other. You forget why you fell in love with that individual because you're allowing these these emotions to be pent up 
where you feel like you can't be your whole self and maybe you're walking on eggshells or tiptoeing when inside you're burning up with rage. Like if you were a dragon, smoke will be coming out of your nose, your ears, your eyes, because you just want to be like, oh, if they say one more thing to me, that's it. I'm going to go off. But then what happens when you go off? You can't retract those words that you said because you don't know how that person on the other end is going to feel. And people may forget what you said, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. That's right. So let's dive into the anger algorithm. What exactly is this anger algorithm? Because we hear so many things about algorithms, algorithms on social media, algorithms at work. Let's hack this system. Let's hack that. But the audience is like, okay, Vanessa, I hear you. I'm vibing with you, but I need help now because if I don't get help now, then my marriage is not going to be help. My marriage is not going to be whole and complete. And some people, if you're like me, you only want to get married once in your life. Lifetime because it is a lifetime. And the reason why I say that is because my parents would have been married for 31 years up until my dad passing unexpectedly in November 2020. And a lot of people don't have those long lasting marriages. My mom, she's a Caribbean woman. She says, married on a Friday, divorced on a Sunday. That's what you young people do. But how can we help people not go down that road? Right. So you know, marriage is this interesting thing. We fall in love. This person is the love of our lives, our life. And it's like, it's, it's just bliss and dynamic and everything is good. And the sex is powerful. And the, you know, the yes is there. And then what happens, right? Years go by and something starts to happen. Things start to settle. And for me, I'll speak for my, for my experience in my marriage, what happened was that this was the most trusting, uh, secure, uh, intimate relationship I'd ever had. And my heart opened and my defenses started to come down. And this interesting ha thing happened though, because even though I did have to work on my rage while we were married, but after some time went by, we sort of just settled into some old paradigms that came from our childhood and our trauma. So we were seeing each other in different ways. We were not seeing the, you know, like uh, the, the beautiful souls that we saw when we first met. We started seeing what happens is this powerful thing called transference where we start seeing our partner as a parent. And we start putting on some labels about how they're treating us or how we're treating them. And we get into that really nuanced and messy dynamic of work, we're working out our past with each other. And that's where it gets sticky and messy. And so you have to really differentiate, right? You have to separate like, wait a minute, this, this person who I love so much is, is not my parent. They are not my caretaker. They are not my mother, my father. But they're beautiful reminders because it lets us know, ah, I have some work to do here. There's some healing that needs to happen that's not reconciled with my from my past because I'm bringing it in unconsciously into my marriage and it's affecting how we work through conflict. So with the anger algorithm, the algorithm means a step-by-step -step logical process. And I have a, I, I'm a former mathematician, so I have a background. Yes, I'm totally geeky and nerdy. <laughs> but um so, so a friend of mine, she said, wow, it sounds like you created an emotional algorithm to process anger. And I was like, yes, I did. So it's this step-by-step -step process 
where you, you work through it, it's very dynamic. You tap into your body, you tap into your heart, you tap into the emotions of anger and what that brings up. And to learn the algorithm, I facilitate it at first. It, it's a, a facilitated process, but it's an eight-step process. And I dive you into this repressed feeling. Yeah. Can I ask a question really quick here? So I know early on you alluded to your spirituality and healing, and you said it's an eight-step process. So did you factor in numerology with coming up with the eight steps? Because eight means the number of new beginnings. Ooh, no, I didn't know that, but that's wonderful. Okay. Sorry. I, I just thought I would ask that. Okay. No, I love it. I love it. No, I, I do believe there's some meaning in it. It's just, I never, it never occurred to me to be like, I wonder what this eight represents, but I also think of it as infinity, right? This very sacred, infinite number. Absolutely. So, so you work through these steps, you write out each step, and then you say the steps out loud. So the writing and speaking what you wrote is all releasing that energy. And in you identify, you know, what triggered you. you. You give yourself permission to let the ego and those thoughts that you're trying to suppress, you give yourself permission to let that go. You tap into your feelings. You tap into what you want, what you really desire. And this is hard for us women because a lot of us have not given ourselves permission to really want. And the reason why we get angry is because we have these unmet needs. And these needs I'm talking about our needs such as a need for affection, intimacy, connection, communication, collaboration, meaning, partnership, transcendence, safety, freedom. These are the needs I'm talking about. So when our needs go unmet, particularly in our marriage and we're not speaking up about it, it creates a lot of anger and resentment. What you said earlier, anger is another form of resentment. So, so you work through these steps and I help women gain that clarity for what they really want because they might want connection, but what does that look like for you personally? Because connection is different for everybody. What does that even mean to you? So I help women get clear on that. And then what's also beautiful about the algorithm is that it gives you a frame to then have the conversation that you wanna have. So it gives you so much clarity. So you can go to your beloved and say, listen, these are the things that, or the thing that I'm triggered by. And I just want you to know, this is what I need. And this is how I'm feeling. And this is what I want. And, and, and it's an, it's an invitation to have a conversation with your beloved and to start really changing how you communicate with one another. I like that. And I like that it's eight steps and it's focused on gaining that clarity, but it's also a period of reflection because as you're writing these things down, you're thinking about what you wrote down, you're reading it, and then you're saying it outwardly. So then it seems like it's creating that synergies internally as well as externally in order for you to have that conversation that you not just want, but you need to have that conversation in order for you to release maybe some of the trauma of your childhood, the trauma of failed relationships, the trauma of not feeling good enough and maybe some imposter syndrome get rid of some old paradigms and start thinking and behaving at higher levels higher vibrations in order for you to really be one because as marriages it's not just you know you by yourself marriage is a commitment marriage is a 
is a sacred spot and you need to be mindful of who you're allowing into your marriage because that person could wreak habit on your marriage. You could be like, oh, I wasn't having these problems, but the minute I opened up my mouth, they started getting in my ear gate. They started getting in my head and telling me different things. And before you know it, you say, oh my gosh, he's acting like my daddy or she's acting like my mama. And then you're like butting heads when in actuality, you shouldn't be butting heads. You should be doing life together and wanting to help one another as iron sharpens iron in order for your marriage to not just survive, but thrive because it is a commitment. And so I like the fact that you're talking about this anger algorithm because as Tyler Perry's character, Medea, I'm mad as hell. Like, you know, sometimes, but you don't want to necessarily say that because whenever you reach out to your spouse and you say certain things, if that spouse or partner is hearing it a certain way, then they begin to shut down and the conversation is closed versus it being open. Would you agree or disagree, Vanessa? Absolutely. And I love everything that you're saying about synergy and energy. And, you know, this process is very self-reflective. It's very much about going inward, focusing on you and and what needs to be released what needs to be healed and yeah your partnership your relationship this is a this is it is a sacred connection and it's like well it's it's this work is about helping women to be empowered in themselves to come from their vulnerability and their strength and their courage and then to have the conversation with so much integrity and thoughtfulness it's a different conversation because as you said, you know, the, the way that we can approach things and sometimes we just can't help ourselves where we say things are just like, oh, and, and yeah, your partner can either shut down, get defensive, and then a fight ensues, you know, it can go different ways. So this is really about taking responsibility for you and what you want and it's an invitation to ask your beloved, can you support me in helping me receive what it is that I really want here? And how can we support each other in this process? And it's an invitation for him. You can ask him, what do you want? What are you angry about? What do you really need? And that, that type of vulnerable conversation is so heart and heart opening and very connecting. So I know where, um, focusing on women, but then I think men need this too, because men communicate differently than women. So do you have retreats or um, seminars for men too, so they can know how to adequately create with their, uh, the woman in their life, or let's just say, let's make it, you know, gender neutral, the person in their life, because sometimes men think differently than women and they're wired differently. And sometimes they're trying to be the fixer when in actuality, we may not need you to fix it. We may just need you to listen to us and show us that you can have our back just as, as if we have your back. I definitely have worked with men. And while I am focused on supporting married women, um, yes, I have offered this to men. And what's beautiful about the anger algorithm is that it doesn't matter which gender you are. Because if the man, the, the husband, beloved, whoever, however you want to refer to him or them, they learn the algorithm, they learn this uh, way of communicating so there's similarities in how to communicate. You're on the same page with talking about how you're feeling, what you need and making requests. There's, 
there's a alignment there. So um, while your communication styles might be different or even maybe, you know, the way that I'm very expressive, if you haven't already. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, well, maybe it's fine that we have these different ways of, of communicating and how we express ourselves. But when we're in alignment about what we're saying, how we're saying it, being in our uh, uh, intentional and in our integrity and really coming from a place of love and vulnerability, that's a beautiful thing right there. Yes, it's like suavemente, suave. I, I love your expressions and everything because it's like, it just draws me in closer, even though we're sitting across from one another within the virtual space. And one thing that I do want to ask is, can you list the eight steps just high level, like one through eight, just so the audience can have some context around it. And I also love the fact that you brought it to men because I don't want them to feel excluded. I do want them to feel included, even though your ideal avatar is women in marriage, but it also takes two to tango. And sometimes I feel like the male or however you want to identify needs to kind of know where we are and not feel like we're just, you know, shooting the shot at him or that person when we're just saying, we want to be in community with you. We want to do life together, but I need you to understand what I'm putting down so you could pick it up so we could actually run the marathon together and cross that finish line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, there's, there's no exclusion here. I've helped many people from all backgrounds, all identities, all of that. So it's, that's right. <laughs> so high level, the eight steps, the first step is you identify what made you mad, what triggered you, either what that person did or said. It's very specific. Step two is you bet. You give yourself permission to release those thoughts that you've been wanting to release. This is done privately or with me. Remember, do not vent with your partner. No, 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 don't do that. It's going to cause a fight. Um, the third step is that, and as you're doing this, you're checking in with your body. The third step is you, you identify, now that you've vented, what other feelings are present, what's happening in your body. The fourth step is you identify your unmet needs. What, what do I need here? Communication, clarity, love, support. What is that? And then the fifth step is you, now that you know what your needs are, well, what do you want to do about it? Because you have to take action here. So, so what is it that you want to do about it? And then the, um, am I right? Then the sixth step is you, you, um, you make requests of your beloved. What is it that I want here? And then, um, which is you, you ask a question. You check in with your feelings one more time. How do I feel about all of this? You get, you know, is there still some anger here? Do I need to vent some more? Do I need more clarity? And then the eighth step is you actually put yourself in on seven. So, because I, I was taking notes for the audience too. So I had six. You said make requests of your beloved and ask questions and check in with your feelings. Ah, so the seventh step, sorry, you check in with your feelings, the seventh step. Oh, so okay, this, perfect. Yeah, so there we go. And, then, and then the eighth step is you imagine what your partner is feeling or needing. Now, this is optional. The eighth one is optional because sometimes we're not, 
many of us as women, we are caretakers and we are thinking, well, I'm always thinking about how he's feeling or what he's needing, which can cause resentment. So the eighth step is optional. Um, and you have to be really honest about yourself. If you don't want to think about how your husband is feeling or what he's needing, you don't have to at this moment. But, but just so you all know, when you go into a conversation and you can say, you know, I, I, I understand maybe you're really tired because you also want support. That goes a long way because when you can imagine what the other person is feeling or needing, that's when they feel seen, heard, and understood. Yes, I love that. And we're not going to go any deeper. I just wanted the, the women and the audience to get it high level because we're going to jump into the CTA, which is a call to action. And that's where they can begin to learn more about your work and reach out to you one-on-one -on -one to work with you if they want to go deep diving with those eight. But the reason why I ask that is because they need to know, okay, what are these eight steps so they can at least do the prerequisite. And when it comes to the requirement, that's when they need to get with the SME, the subject matter expert which is you in this case, which you're the developer and creator of that anger algorithm, but you can't do the work for them. They need to do the work themselves and then partner with you. And then once they partner with you, then take it to that beloved in their life so they could have that amazing suavemente creme de la creme creme experience. So let's talk about your CTA. What is your call to action? And then we're going to wrap it up. All right. Yeah, no, I'm happy to share the, the high level and, you know, anyone can do this. And part of the, the work in working with me is like, how can I really help you access this place in you that's repressed? So I have a webinar, uh, it's a free training for married women. It's called the Anger Algorithm and you're invited to watch it. And if you're inspired to book a call with me, then you're welcome to book a call and you can Go to the training at vanessaalfaro.co slash the dash anger dash algorithm. So I love it. And Vanessa, are all your socials backlinked on your website for those who want to be a little bit nosy and get involved in your community? Absolutely. I mean, Vanessa Alfaro, the empowered communicator or the anger algorithm, you'll see everything on there and on my website, vanessaalfaro.co. I love it. And Vanessa, I want to thank you so much for just coming into the community, sharing about the anger algorithm, being real and transparent and letting us know about how your anger and how you dealt with certain things led to the birth of something beautiful that's helping millions of people, you know, make the change that they need. And audience, don't forget to like, comment, follow and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms. We're also on YouTube for those of you that want to see the video. And currently this podcast is ranked in the top 2% globally per the KPIs, which are metrics on www.listennotes.com. And my big ask is for brand sponsors. It is paid sponsorship because it does take resources to continue the mission and movement behind the show, which is to bring content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while also weaving in DEI and B, 
diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place and leave it better than we found it. And that's you, baby. So come partner and let's link arms so we could go further and faster together. Until next time, Vanessa and I are signing out with peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and you got this. Just take time to work on you. And when you work on you and you're whole and complete, everything around you will go smooth sailing, but it doesn't happen without the work. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.